Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Toure. And I'm Danielle Moody. Danielle's still keeping me. And the baby has lost lots of the bookings. He's lost <laughs> uh, the iHeart Radio Music Festival, Austin City Limits Festival, Governor's Ball, Day in Vegas, Lollapalooza, and an ambassador deal with Boohoo Man brand, which I'd never even heard of before, all because of really virulent, homophobic, anti-people uh, with AIDS comments at a show that you know, it, it's very much an unforced era. Nobody was asking you. <laughs> nope. There was no need Mm-mm. to put your foot and your ankle and your knee all the way in your mouth. And there's been several responses, and I want to run through some of the responses, but you're just full with anger as usual. As usual, I am. <laughs> and you know this time more more direct and more yeah, righteous. Yeah, my anger is usually directed. You know, last week it was directed at you. But, um, but usually, usually it's directed at the country it's in at general. at the country in general. Last week it was directed at you. But I think that DeBaby is an idiot. Um, because to your point, he wasn't sitting down in like a one-on-one interview right. with anyone and he and asked just, well, what do you think about, you gay know, people. gay people? What do you think about uh, people living with HIV and AIDS? No, no one asked him that. Unprovoked at a concert, he just goes off on this misinformation tirade, this just hate tirade. And I don't understand it. And, you know, when I was watching as other celebrities were coming out and calling him out and distancing themselves from him. I mean, you know, even Chris Brown, who I have so many fucking opinions about, even Chris Brown was like, you get on the stage, you do your little ditty, you thank everybody and you get the fuck off the stage. Like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to keep your mouth shut. I would rather people be advocates and be better. But if you're not, then just shut the fuck up. Generally, recording artists, when they make political statements, they are in support of other people. Yes. Supportive of gay and trans people supportive of anti-war efforts. You can say it's courageous, but it's pretty much the same playbook we've seen for a long time. We don't usually see recording artists come out and say negative things about gay people, right? But, you know, I guess for some people, they are clinging to long-held, deep, you know, 
communally received mm-hmm. homophobic comments. Um, very disappointing. But you know what I am? I, I, I'm very disappointed in him. And, you know, and the likes of a T.I. who I'm needs sorry, to just. When he was running around with his muscles and uh-huh. his shirt off, uh-huh. does he think that there are no gay men in his constituency? Well, here's my whole thing with people that <laughs> protest too much mm, um, oh, oh, is that generally when you are so adamantly against and you want to come out against little Nas X and his outfits and you want to say, like, keep that gay shit away from me, blah, blah. Usually nine times out of 10 in Republican circles, as well as in hip hop, you are fucking gay. Mm. So, you know, here's the thing. You don't want to be associated with a certain with a certain group of people, then don't take their money. I think that I'm I'm actually very happy that he came out and was very vocal about how disgusting he is, so that they're the black queer set that may have been bopping to him are like, okay, we see you. So we'll Well, take our money elsewhere. I think we still see men, white and black, who are using homosexuality to sort of push up and see, I'm a real man. I'm not that. And the notion that you have to be straight to be a real man is some Cro-Magnon bullshit. And it's toxic. I mean, it's, it's, it's toxic masculinity, which frankly, in a lot of different ways, hip hop was built on toxic masculinity, right? And this idea that you have to be very overt about the women that you're sleeping with, how many you're sleeping, the guns that you have, the drugs that you're doing, like it is built on an image of toxic masculinity. And But what I think is really interesting is that if this were 10 or 15 years ago, right, even, which is not that long ago, and DaBaby had said something like that, I don't think that, festivals, capitalism was in a place where they would have been canceling him. I don't think, I don't think it's just because of cancel culture. I think it's how America in general has evolved with the LGBTQ plus community and recognize also that their dollars are vast um, and, and necessary and that you make more money being inclusive than you do deciding that you're going to be like the Chick-fil-A homophobic chickens of the world. Yeah. Let's not, act like these festivals are canceling him out of some morality sense of like, oh, he's gone against our values. Their audiences would dwindle if they put somebody who's virulently homophobic on the stage. Gay people, lesbians, will not want to come and see him. Would boycott, would say, we don't Mm -hmm. want any part of your festival. So this is a moment where we're seeing the power of the gay dollar, that Mm -hmm. it's being respected, that people are saying, we're going to lose them. That community is valuable uh, financially, economically to us. So we're going to make sure that they feel supported. And you know what? A lot of people, especially black people, have said to me via social media, whatever, can't he have an opinion? <laughs> well, I mean, the two levels. On one level, okay, but you can't have an opinion without having consequences your opinion right you want to say this you can't then expect me to not say what i want to say which is your comments are reprehensible they're disgusting and that means that we don't want to be associated with you but these sorts of comments about a continually oppressed group Mm -hmm. are the same as shouting shouting fire in a crowded theater you are encouraging and increasing the, the fear, the anger, the disgust toward that group. 
mm-hmm. right? You are you are giving fuel to those who would want to commit hate crimes against that group. And to just be like, well, they're just words. They're not just words. And we've seen over and over how these just words lead to dangerous actions for people. And I mean, if there was some white artist who was like, you know, black people are all dirty and they should be killed. Like we would not be like, well, hey, you know, everybody has the right to an opinion. But that's the false. That's the false dichotomy that the media has set up right, with their both sidesism is presenting this idea that if you are a homophobe, well, then that's just your opinion. If you are a racist, oh, well, aren't I entitled to my opinion? No, there are certain social norms that we should all abide by, which is respect and dignity for each other. And being a racist, being a homophobe, a transphobe is not an opinion, right? right? Like right. that that to me is indicative of lack and and really a disease of hatred that has, that is, that that, that is something that we've seen progressed and grow over the last five years under a president that puts so many people um, in, you know, in, in, a, in a target. But I think that, you know, the babies of the world, like, again, if you're entitled to your opinion, like you're saying, then you have to bear the consequences of that. Then right. don't come to me because his apology mm. was so gross because it wasn't even real. Right. Because essentially when he started to receive backlash, um, which was immediate, really, it wasn't as if people needed to take a couple of days. It was immediate and stealth on social media. You know, he's I can say what I want to say, like, blah, 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 like going, you know, doubling down on his hatred. Then he gets called out by his contemporaries. Then he gets called out by Elton John. Then he starts to lose jobs and and Madonna. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well, I needed more care and education because I clearly am a fucking baby and a child. And somebody needed to hold my hand as a grown ass man and tell me that I shouldn't say overtly offensive things when I'm trying to build a business. Right. Right. Like I, I, I don't I don't get even again. This is about money and it's about ways to make money. Our whole society is built on capitalism, right? So you want to insult and harm, actively and verbally harm a whole group of people, then, you know, you're going to lose money in the pocket. His his apology spent more time attacking social media norms Mm -hmm. than actually and forthrightly apologizing to the LGBTQ community. So that struck me as kind of strange. It begins with blaming social media for, I don't know what. Um, whoever wrote that for him, you did not do a good job because you should not have begun by bashing social media. Social media is not the problem here. This didn't even really happen on social media. This no. happened at your show. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a tweet that got out of hand. Like, this is your show. This show is part From The New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. 
Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming, and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now, until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. But the other thing that jumped out at me is he's like, you know, I I needed more people to come at me in (laughs) kindness. After you were so, like, spewing such vitriol, why would anyone want to turn around and embrace you? So we owe you kindness and dignity and gentle a gentle tone when you have responded with hate and vitriol toward a specific community i i mean again when you know when when racist people say racist things against black people is it then our responsibility to go to them in kindness and politeness and say hi excuse me, um, I thought you should know that that was racist and it hurt my feelings. And I'm here to discuss mm-hmm. it when you're ready and your time, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. Like, Isn't that what we have been doing with white people? Um, but I digress. You know, his apology was along the lines of when you get into a fight with like a significant other and you're just like, I'm sorry you were offended. <laughs> that is not, that's not actually an apology, right? Like, I'm sorry you were offended is not an I'm sorry. And I think that if he had, you know, even if he had come out afterwards, because there are so many ways that you could say, like, I was wasted. I was this, that, and the other thing. I don't know what got into me. I was like, wasted is not I, it's Also not a great excuse, but at least it would be, it would be more genuine than the shit that he put out days later. It would be more genuine to be like, you know, I don't know. You know, one thing I've seen a lot of Black people saying is that, um, if you attack gays, then you are going to be forced to apologize on your knees. But you can say whatever you want about black people in your music, and that's fine, and you'll be celebrated. And I find that to be completely 
missing the point. And Mm -hmm. these, you know, if we are rejecting of music lyrics that reject our, that we feel reject our community, well, then go ahead and do that. Nobody's stopping you from saying, I don't want to listen to that. You are choosing to continue to listen to that. You are choosing to not police uh, that music that you're now saying that you don't like, you know, but like, this is not, you know, you know, within the realm of the sayable. I think you can be critical of the black community mm-hmm. as a black artist. You know, you can perhaps even go a little too far in some of that, right? And, you know, some of the misogyny that we've seen black people say in their music, like, it's gone too far. But this is just rank, overt, very base uh, homophobia and anti-AIDS talk that really just... I, I, I'm not sure I've even heard much like this in public in recent, in in recent like 15, years. 15, 20 years. Like, because it's not, again, it has been made to not be socially acceptable. And I think this, right, if, if women, just as a collective, if women were to come out and say, you know what, in rap music, in hip hop, you know, in rock, what have you, like, I never want to hear the word bitch again. Right. And if you are using bitch, if you're using hoe, if you're making derogatory statements from women, we're going to have like a full fledged campaign against you. It would stop. Right. But the thing is, is that we don't as as there are certain groups that just don't. And I think that when people try and create this crab in a barrel situation where it's just like, well, you can never say anything about the gays, but you can say everything about black people. And it's like. Black people are saying this shit about black people. Right. It's not like a bunch of white artists that are dropping the N-word in their in their songs. And then we're not doing anything about it. Why do you need the right to say gay people are ex? I don't know. <laughs> Why is that something that you I'm that I need to be able to say that? Really? Is that a deeply held opinion for you? Is that an important idea for you? Is that is that an idea that sits deeply in your soul that I need to be able to say that it is fellatio is wrong. Man, (laughs) that you need to say that? Like, why? Why did you say it once? Why are you fighting for the right to say that? You know, I think about, because like you said to me before, I listen to older rap music, right? And even (laughs) the rap music that I listen to, you know, from the nineties, even the early two thousands, there are things that I cringe at that. I'm just like, Ooh, why did Biggie have to say that? Like, Ooh, shit. Like why did Tupac have to like, you know, about, about, and and it was a lot, there was a lot of homophobia, a lot of, a lot of, you know, F bombs being dropped in rap music. But even now when those things are played, those words are removed. Right. Artists have come out and apologized sure. for things that they have said. I remember recently, too, it was Buju Bantan, a uh, reggae artist, was banned from performing after he got out of jail, was banned from performing because of Boom Bye Bye that he wrote in the early 90s before he became Rastafari and then and then denounced the shit that he used to say. Right. Because it's anti his religion now. But he was banned even after even after the fact. And so, you know, I get it. When, but you have to move with the times. And there was a time when that kind of deep homophobia, because the world, the country was not where it is now with, with queer people. 
But when you see that the tides are changing, I don't think it's going to work for you to try and roll that back. <laughs> I mean, it's not working for him. It, he's, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think he's going to make a comeback? Oh, I have no doubt that he'll make okay. a comeback. Okay. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that cancel culture is real. Like, I think like, I mean, Bill Cosby's going to do, uh, uh, you know, a, a comedy tour. I mean, Kevin Spacey's being talking about being in a movie. I mean, like, you have to go to jail for, a, you know, like social jail for a certain period of time. But the notion that people are dead forever. I mean, like, I think there are some crimes that for which they were, you know, but like he'll come back. He apologized. Right. So he he gave them uh, gave the world his pound of flesh. Like, I am sorry. I have listened. I have learned that was wrong. Um, you know, he may have to go sit down for a month or two, and then some new hit will come out, and people will be bopping to it, and we'll move on, right? I mean, like, I don't think that he's dead or done because. I mean, of I, this. I don't think that he's dead or done, but I wonder how long the sit out will be. And in in you know, and thinking about Cosby, I mean, that's just disgusting. You're paying to go and see Bill. Co there's like, honestly, there is something wrong with Eminem you. was in this position, right? He said some some messed up things about gay people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Did a song with, with Elton, Elton John, John, right? Held hands with Elton John in saying thank you for listening to us and moved on with his career. So, so the baby will need to do a song with what little Nas or with Madonna. Well, and then you know, he'll it's be welcome it's, back it's, into the it's, fold. It's interesting. You, I, I mean, like whether he chooses to do an event apology or whether just sort of like quietly ride it out and come back. Like, you know, here's my new hit with whoever. I don't know, but it is interesting that we currently have Lil Nas X as probably the most unapologetically gay, yeah. hyper successful, widely loved uh, artist in hip hop. Um, I mean, I don't think we've had anyone who's this unapologetically gay just on the public stage in general, certainly not on the male side in a very long time, maybe, maybe a woman, but like, you know, he's, he's like, I'm going to kiss men on stage. I'm going to be naked on with men in my videos. I'm constantly talking about my home and like talking about it in a way that's not akin to the way that heterosexual people right. talk about their sexuality and present their sexuality. And he is loved and accepted for it. And very much on the, we do not care if you don't like him. And it's like, it's, 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 it's exciting to see somebody in hip hop be so unapologetically I love it. gay. And the thing that I he tweeted, I think the other day and said something to the effect that I don't think that people hate me because they hate my music. They hate me because I'm successful being me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is is kind of the secret hope is that by him being so unapologetic then he wouldn't get the accolades. He wouldn't get the Grammys. He wouldn't get the nominations because it's too overt and it's too in our face. And I think that even when we have seen women who have been easier, I would say in some instances, depending on whether you're mas more masculine presenting or more feminine presenting or non-binary, that it's been like, I'm gay, but I don't really talk about it, right? right? right. Like I'm in this relationship, but no, nobody really knows about it. Right. And I love the fact that everything that he does is as overt 
as everybody else. I mean, if if they can have 85 women dancing around them damn near naked in every single rap video, it's like, so then why can't I have a bunch of dudes dancing around me? He's got that. He's got, like, I'm kissing a dude on Saturday Night Live. He just did a TikTok um, where he's welcoming his boyfriend back from vacation or wherever he was, and he's laying rose petals throughout the house, leading to the bed. It's very romantic. I mean, it's very traditionally romantic, except he's doing it for this man he loves. And it was like, look, this is so sweet. And he's just like being himself just the way that you'd see so many people be and how gay people are quite often not allowed to Mm -hmm. be. And like, you know, it's just like, this is me, you know? And he definitely uses it in a way that's like, I'm putting it in your face, but it's a very hip hop way of doing it. And like, instead of I'm putting my gangsterness in your face or my nerdiness in your face, I'm putting my gayness in your face. And it's, it's so hip hop. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. It's it's been amazing to see. We thought he was a one hit wonder, and he's not. And he's super not. He's just a great marketer. We and thought a, he, he's a great marketer, a great performer, and he knows like to get how to get the conversation like going and staying right. around him. Right. And it's it's extraordinary. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you not see this right? And think to your, and then you think about debate. I just wanted to know what was going through the baby's mind. When he was in the middle of that rant on that stage, like, who did you think that you were winning over? What happened before? Right. Like, again, what happened before you decided to go out on stage and spew a bunch of shit? Like, I I don't I don't get it. And And I hope that what people will learn from this is not to put out pathetic non apology apologies, but that. You want as broad an audience as possible. If you want to have staying power, if you want to make as much money as possible, like pay attention, read the fucking room. Look, we can't legislate or force people to be not homophobic, right? Anymore, we can force them to be not racist. But if we can get the homophobic people to shut the fuck up, It'd be great. And don't say anything. That'd be fine. It'd be wonderful. That'd be fine. Just don't get in my way. Don't get in his or her way as they're trying to live their lives. Don't give them 
sort of mental terrorism that they have to deal with. Oh, somebody else is uh, saying something. How many 16-year-olds are like, I don't want to come out because look, look, successful, quote unquote, real men are out here saying like that behavior is not what real men do. Like who needs that? Who needs those extra thoughts? I mean, to, you know, to go further, I've like, I've had discussions online because some people decide to be their real selves online about (laughs) trans people Mm -hmm, right? and mm -hmm. trans children is a real curveball for a lot of people. They do not understand how you could know. I don't, and this is the thing that I don't get when straight people say shit like that, like that they're too young to know. And like, how do they understand and blah, blah. Meanwhile, you're at the fucking target buying little onesies for a baby that is barely lifting up their head that says lady killer. Right, that right, you are, that right, you are right, super sexualizing right, right. and gendering children when they have no words, when they are still crawling about the amount of oh, he's onesies, flirting. he's flirting. Look, he hit the little, he hit the little girl. That means that oh, he likes, likes you because we love to teach young girls that like abuse means love. And that's how men show their love. And so when you start, when you pull that back and you put that back on straight people and you're just like, you're sexualizing a fucking toddler right now on a play date, right? right? But then you're going to tell me that when that same four-year-old is saying to you or four and up is saying to you, you know, I don't feel like me. I don't want to wear these clothes. I don't feel comfortable. And they're utilizing their language or showing you in the way in which they identify. And then you want to say no, but you think it's totally okay to put that shit on them as babies and grow them into heterosexuality. I don't understand you know, it. It's, 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 it does take education, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, not everyone is going to um, be open-minded and accepting without getting some level of education. Sure. And, and, you know, I've really experienced over, you know, say the last 30, 40 years, um, seeing a real shift in the way that gay people were seen and perceived in this country. Um, and for some reason, that issue, ne- I, I was always sort of like accepting, like it's, it's fine. Like I came to New York in my early 20s. I was around a lot of gay people. Um, And it was like, sure, whatever. Like, I never had to be taught that. It was just like, sure. But uh, trans, I had to learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I had to be talked to a little bit more. Not that I ever did anything, but I think I had feelings and and thoughts that were like just out of confusion and a lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. And people saying to me like, well, hey, like understand this, understand that. And a key moment for me, a friend of mine, her son is trans mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, I knew about it, but I didn't really, I hadn't really dug into it until like we had a chance to catch up. And uh, my friend was like, well, you know, when your two year old says they want to kill themselves, mm-hmm. then you figure it out really fast. And I remember her saying that to mm-hmm. me and it was like, Oh wow. Like it was like that, like, Yes, every single time this child was old enough to walk and I put the child in a dress mm-hmm. and the child fought me on, on wearing, and it was like, why is the child so upset in wearing a dress? What is the problem? 
And when the, so when so moving from eighteen months mm-hmm. to two years, mm-hmm. she realized, oh, this is what's going on. And when the child said, "I'm like daddy," and wow. the, the mom said, "Yeah, sure," and no, 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 no. like I'm like daddy, and she's, wow. oh, I'm getting it. Yep. And they started to really, as a family, coalesce around how can we help mm-hmm. you be you the person you believe you really are. Um, and just her explaining her journey to me helped me grow and understand like, okay, so because I wouldn't have, I would have been with the group as like, but how does a two-year-old know, you know? And And now I understand like, yes, here's somebody who's basically in my extended family. Who's like, I was two and I knew. And that is why I appreciate so much, you know, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and Mm, the way that they are showing the world, how to parent, how to just love your child, right? Because at the end of the day, shouldn't you want, if you have kids, for them to be safe, for them to feel loved, for them to have self-esteem? And if your job is to raise these wonderful, like, children into adulthood, then you should want what is best for them. And when they are looking at you with and saying to as young as two years old, I want to kill myself. Right. Or you were seeing this depressed, you know, sad, anxiety ridden child and you are doing that. You are adding to that. Right. Like, how do you how do you call yourself a parent? And so I appreciate them for taking the hits because they take many right in, in public support of all of their kids. But in saying like, no, we love our child, which means that we are going to love the hell out of them in the way that they need us to love them, not the way that we want to love them. And I think that that to me is part of good parenting. And I am so thankful for people that are public, that take on a public stance to help educate other people, because it shouldn't be about what you want. It should be about what, like how you want to best serve these people that you're bringing into the world. This is part of the problem with the baby making these anti LGBTQ anti AIDS comments that you are perpetuating a culture of saying being gay is wrong. Mm -hmm. Having AIDS is wrong. Being lesbian is wrong. And there are real people who are already dealing with enough uh, oppression from Mm -hmm. the world. They don't need any more static coming at them saying being gay is wrong because it's not. Um, thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm DeTore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Danielle DeMoody. DeMoody. <laughs> and we'll be back with another episode of Democracy-ish next week. God willing. Who will fuck up then? <laughs> Here's hoping someone big. <laughs>